Welcome to episode 89 of the Experiencing His Victory audio blog with Terry Tinder. This is the place where I read the blog so you don't have to. Today I'll be reading, You're a slave to the one you obey, from experiencinghisvictory.com, where we're pursuing life as God intends it to be. Have you ever wondered how the devil became the ruler of this world? I'll give you a clue. He didn't do it by force. He did it by shifting the allegiance of man from God to himself. When the serpent told Eve, you surely will not die, it forced an immediate choice. Would Eve believe God or would she believe the serpent? So now Eve was faced with more than one choice. The first choice was that she would obey God's command to not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The second choice was, would she believe God or the devil? Her choice to obey or disobey God would rest on whether or not she believed God's words were true or the devil's words were true. She chose to believe the serpent. Adam and Eve choose their master. Eve chose to believe the serpent over God and willfully rejected the command of God to not eat of the fruit of the tree. She rejected God and put her trust in the devil. In her heart, she switched sides. She was rejecting the rule of God and submitting to the rule of Satan. Eve was deceived by the devil But Adam could have stopped what was taking place by taking authority over the serpent and command him to leave the garden. It was in his God-given right to exercise authority over the devil. 1 Timothy 2.14 clearly states that Eve was deceived, but Adam was not. With his eyes wide open, he chose to reject God and his command and to believe and submit to the lies of the enemy. Both Adam and Eve chose the serpent over God. Adam and Eve become slaves to sin and Satan. When Adam and Eve chose to disobey God, they came out from under his protection and blessing. They lost the authority to rule over the earth and every living creature. Satan now ruled over them. He was now the one exerting his authority over man. As we saw in last week's post, Satan is called the God of this world. He is in no way equal to God since he's a created being. We can see his desire to be worshipped by one of the requests that he made to Jesus while he was tempting him in the wilderness. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give you, if you fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Go, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil was attempting to pull the same scheme on Jesus that he had on Adam and Eve. You don't have to die. You can have the authority to rule the world back. The only problem would be that Jesus would now be under the authority of the devil rather than God. Jesus did what Adam should have done. He commanded the devil to go. 
He said, Go, Satan, for it is written that you shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. In the book of Romans, Paul gives us insight into how Satan got to be in charge of this world. Paul writes, Do you not know that when you present yourself to someone as slaves for obedience, you are slaves to the one you obey, either of sin resulting in death or obedience resulting in righteousness? Romans 6.16 In submitting to Satan and his lies, Adam and Eve became slaves to both sin and Satan. Death entered their lives and the planet because of their willingness to believe and follow the serpent. Paul says, And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Ephesians 2, verses 1 and 2. In these verses, Paul shows us the impact of sin upon the former lives of believers and the spirit that's behind the rebellion against God. All sin is a rebellion against God's commands. The plan of Satan remains the same as it was in the Garden of Eden and in the days of Jesus. He wants us to rebel against the will of God and fall under his control. It's common for many people to point out that they're just human and that they have shortcomings. They may say they have faults or make mistakes. Each of these concepts downplays the actual role of sin. Adam and Eve did not just make a a mistake. They willfully chose to reject God's commands and chose to believe and act upon the word of the devil. There are three major words for sin in the Bible, and each of these words has the implication that there's a standard of righteousness that God has established. Here are the three words in their basic meaning. Hata, to miss the mark or to fall short of God's standard. Pisha, rebellion or transgression. Avan, iniquity or guilt. It speaks of a twisting of the standard or deviating from it. Each word speaks of what God has commanded and man's response to his commands. Each of these words are much more than a mistake. It's a willful decision to go against God's command or to twist it into something other than he has meant it to be. Sin gives place to the devil. Paul warns the Ephesians not to give place to the devil. He says, Be angry, and yet do not sin. No, do not let the sun go down on your anger, and do not give the devil an opportunity. Ephesians 4.26 Sin opens the door for the enemy to work in our lives, even in the life of a believer. The enemy encourages us to sin, knowing that when we choose to disobey God, we come out from under his protection. Various authors in the Bible warn us of the dangers of taking the devil lightly. Paul warns Timothy that those who desire to become overseers in the church must not be new converts, lest he become conceited and fall into the condemnation and cured by the devil and he must have a good reputation with those outside the church 
so that he will not fall into the reproach and the snare of the devil. 1 Timothy 3.7 Peter warns about the devil seeking to devour believers. He says, Be sober of spirit. Be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. 1 Peter 5.8 Paul tells all believers to put on the full armor of God to stand against the schemes of the devil. He says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggles not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God, so that you will be able to resist in the evil day, and having done everything to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith with which you'll be able to extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 17. Paul recognizes that the enemy is active even after Jesus overcame him through the cross and resurrection. Satan is alive and actively seeking to resist the work of God on the earth. We should never fear the enemy. He is a defeated foe. In the same manner, we must never take him for granted because he's still seeking to exert his control over the lives of believers. Paul gives us some great insights how to do this. His first insight is to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We never take the devil on in our own wisdom or strength. We must face him in the power of God. Second, we must put on the armor that God gives us to fight the battle. God's armor comes from him and is freely given to all who believe in him. Let's see what each piece of armor is and how it can help us. Truth. This is a reality from God's perspective. It's only when we walk in the truth that we can experience the freedom that God has for us. Righteousness. We reject our own self-righteousness and wholly depend upon Christ's righteousness. We also live a life of righteousness in Christ. The Gospel of Peace. We're at peace with God and know that He fights for us. The good news is that through Jesus Christ, we're conquerors, we're overcomers. Faith. Everything that we have in our Christian life comes through faith. We believe God and walk in His ways. Salvation. We're convinced that there's salvation in no other name than Jesus. We can stand confidently against the accusations and the lies of the enemy. Word of God. 
God's word is the foundation of all that we believe. We stand on the word of God and keep it as the bedrock of our faith. Third, we must resist the devil with everything the Lord has given us. We're fighting against the enemy in the power of God, and we're told to stand. We must never back down. When the enemy comes our way, we must send him fleeing. Now is the time to stand. The writer of the book of Hebrews tells us to get rid of the things that entangle us and hinder us from walking in the victory that Christ has won. He says, Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Hebrews 12.1 So often we have things in our lives that, that don't glorify God and they hold us in bondage. As believers, Christ has called us to freedom. He died to set us free from every besetting sin. Nothing should control us. Paul said, All things are lawful for me, but not all things are profitable. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12 If you find yourself bound by anything in your life, it's time to rise up in the power of Jesus Christ and enforce his victory in your life. I'll leave you with Paul's advice to the Romans. He said, Therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body, so that you obey its lusts. And do not go on presenting the members of your body to sin as instruments of unrighteousness. But present yourself to God as those alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not be master over you, for you're not under the law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we're not under law, but under grace? May it never be. Do you not know that when you present yourself to someone as slaves for obedience? You are slaves to the one whom you obey, either of sin resulting in death or obedience resulting in righteousness. But thanks be to God that though you were slaves to sin, you became obedient from the heart to that form of teaching to which you were committed. And having been freed from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. I am speaking in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh. For just as you presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness, resulting in further lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness, resulting in sanctification. Choose today to resist the enemy. Stand in the power of Jesus Christ and the devil will flee from you. If you've been listening to Experiencing His Victory audio blog for some time and it's blessed and encouraged your walk with Christ, 
then I want to encourage you to help support this podcast by becoming a donor on Patreon. Patreon allows listeners like you to pledge an amount for every podcast I produce. You can pledge as little as $1.25 per episode or as much as you like. The choice is yours. Then on the first of the following month, they take the amount of your pledge for every podcast produced. It's just that easy. To check out the site and to learn more, go to patreon.com forward slash EHV. That's Patreon, P A T R E O N dot com forward slash EHV. Hey, Terry Tinder here. Thanks for joining us at experiencinghisvictory.com, where we're pursuing life as God intends it to be. I hope you enjoyed today's post. It's part of a series called Eight Steps to Experiencing His Victory. If you'd like to see all of the posts in this series in one place, you can go to experiencinghisvictory.com forward slash steps. That's experiencinghisvictory.com forward slash steps. See you next time.